Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Michael. Right. This, this is authoritarian. They're trying to say, essentially, you in America who don't like the fact that we on the Supreme Court can basically shove down your throat something that a majority of you don't like. This is the new reality, and you're going to have to deal with it. You know, Just like in 1973, Michael Besklaus, that's a presidential historian. I believe I pronounced his last name Besklaus. Shove down your throat. That's what Roe did in 1973. You don't get an opinion. We usurp the authority of the states. You don't get a say. As a matter of fact, we will create a law, which is not something we in the Supreme Court are allowed to do, by by determining that rights exist in the Constitution that are not enumerated. The 14th Amendment gives a right to privacy. Well, you can decide you look at it that way, but there actually is no right for privacy in the Constitution, which is in and of itself very frightening. So how do you determine that the right exists when it's not there? Which is exactly the conversation about Harry Blackman's uh, decision there in 1973 and why it was so egregious. The political didn't take place just a few days ago. The political took place 49 years ago. And yet the political left turned it into religion. And now, and now we get this from an MSNBC contributor? They're trying to say, essentially, you in America who don't like the fact that we on the Supreme Court can basically shove down your throat something that a majority of you don't like but now the majority has a say because abortion was not outlawed in the united states with the repeal of roe v wade even though i think it was mika brzezinski there on on msnbc calling it fascist what does she know i'm starting to think trump was really right about her tony katz tony katz today what's going on find everything at tony katz.com instagram tony katz as well These people have no connection to history. None, as we've been discussing. Zero rational reaction. We now have the moment where the people get to decide. And that's what makes this so unbelievably important. We finally have the opportunity to have a say, as opposed to having a federal government dictate to us. Some states are going to outlaw abortion. Some states are going to have unfettered abortion, including partial birth, because, yeah, they're gross. A bunch of states are going to have to figure out what to do. And Indiana is one of those states. Indiana doesn't have anything. But they've got a special session starting July 6th. The special session is about you getting your money back, me getting my money back, us getting our money back, everyone except producer Ari. The money is part of the surplus. A billion dollars because, you know, money's tight because of inflation, so we got to help, and we're going to help by giving everybody back about $250. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to take the $250. But the $250 was already mine. They're taking a $6 billion surplus, taking a billion of it, and giving it back to Hoosiers. 
Now, one could argue you mean they're putting a billion dollars into the economy when we already have too much cash in the economy. This is not a good idea. I don't think that this is going to be the thing that keeps inflation going and growing. I don't think this is the thing building interest rates when the Fed goes up three quarters of a point and they're thinking about doing it again in the month of July. You getting your money back is a good thing because it was already your money. You gave it to them, they're giving it back to you. So the money didn't somehow get created. It didn't get printed, as Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, so aptly points out. I'm in favor of people getting their money back. I I argue that this is not uh, the thing for government to be doing in terms of inflation. It's the thing for government to do because it's our money. But while they have this special session, now Governor Holcomb, now all of a sudden he's a talker. All of a sudden, Governor Holcomb has something to say. Putting out in in a tweet, the Supreme Court's decision is clear. And it is now up to the states to address this important issue. We'll do that in short order in Indiana. I've already called the General Assembly back on July 6th, and I expect members to take up this matter as well. But he continued, I have been clear in stating I am pro-life. We have an opportunity to make progress in protecting the sanctity of life, and that's exactly what we will do. Parents get called domestic terrorists and... Uh, Eric Holcomb is nowhere to be heard. He vetoes a bill that would protect young women in sports. He vetoes a transgender sports bill saying we don't need it here. It's unnecessary when of course it was necessary. And he gets overridden. He doesn't talk about the things he should talk about. He's wrong about the things he acts upon. And now he's Mr. Force. I, I was surprised. I was very surprised by the statement, but I have had a whole weekend to go over it, and I will double down now on my commentary from Friday. I have heard some people, anecdotally, discussing the idea that because of the leak, remember this uh, Roe decision was the leak decision from Justice Alito, which it was it was very close in the in the word for word between the the leak and uh, the the final decision notwithstanding now knowing where uh, where Ju- Chief Justice John Roberts' vote was in the 6-3, although some people want to call it 5-4 because uh, he would have ruled for Dobbs, but he would have kept Roe in place, which is a very weird, and I'm going to use an awful expression, splitting of the baby. Normally fine expression in this case. I, I heard it, I heard it, but I said it, and I just couldn't stop. So you would think that they've had a couple months uh, to kind of figure out, well, if this indeed does go uh, to the states, well, what is the state of Indiana going to do? Right? That would be a rational thing. It's something that the Republican Party of Indiana should have been uh, wrestling with. I say the Republican Party because, well, they hold the supermajority. So they're going to put forth the legislation. I don't expect the Democratic Party of Indiana to do anything other than what they already do. They should, you should be able to have an abortion until your kid is seven years old. Well, when you're talking uh, 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 infanticide, honestly, it's all a matter of degrees at that moment. Don't ever get it confused. I find their positioning despicable. 
But I have, if if I were to scream and yell about that, well, then it wouldn't be much of a radio show. The Democratic Party will never say, hmm, what do we want in Indiana? I discussed on Friday the idea of nuance. I believe what, what we will see is a state of nuance. We will see whether it's a number of weeks, whether we see uh, rape, incest, life of the mother, or any mix of, of those. That's where I see Indiana going. That is where I think Indiana is. They aren't going to be a state... Uh, that would would go a, 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 what I guess I could argue a libertarian route, which is to say uh, we think abortion is bad, but we don't have any laws about any of it. We're we're not here to get involved. I don't believe that's the state. And there's an argument to which there is much to be involved here because it is murder. But the the state isn't going to. I don't believe go. We will not allow abortion in the state of Indiana. I don't see it happening. Considering these Republicans aren't, they they're not the tough guy style. These are people who weren't sure whether they wanted constitutional carry. I don't think these are the people who are outright banning abortion. And I think Hoosiers will greatly appreciate. The idea of restrictions, but. Because I do think that's where America is on the subject. And we can agree and disagree and say, well, no, 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 we shouldn't allow this. Yes, it's yes, we should allow that. Time can change those things. But right now, you've got 30 days to come up with something. Has the Republican Party come up with something? Because we know what the Democratic Party is going to do. We, the Democratic Party of Indiana, if you take a look at the statements from elected officials, it's all about how they, 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 they hate the decision, what a terrible decision, what an awful decision, and not a one of them, in terms of what I've seen, says, here's what we should do in Indiana. Nobody put out a suggestion. We need to work together in Indiana. No one put out a suggestion. Because the Indiana Democratic Party isn't interested in what Hoosiers think. They are interested in towing the party line. The party is more important than the people to them. Hoosiers of all stripes don't matter. So when you see Democrats in, in, in the House or in the Senate and the General Assembly, they're not representing constituents in toto. They're representing the party. And you can argue that there are Republicans doing that as well. What is it that Hoosiers want? It's the only thing that matters. When's the last time you spoke to your constituents about this? It's the only thing that matters. You'll have one or two members of the General Assembly, of course, uh, whether it's the House or the Senate. This is what we're doing, and that's it. I, I, I cannot be swayed. But these people voted for these people. They, you know, the Hoosiers voted for them. They knew what they were getting. But if you're not doing it for your constituents and you're doing it for the party, you're doing it wrong. And there's going to be a lot of that, a tremendous amount of that. But I again go back to the Republican Party and ask, what do they have to present on July 6th? Because I, I, I would love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. And I heard people tell me anecdotally, they've had time to work on this. I'm sure they've got something together. I don't believe that at all for a second. I absolutely do not, do not believe that the Republican Party of Indiana is smart enough to have something ready to go. 
I think they're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to have something ready by July 6th. That's what I think is coming. That's where I think they 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 are. That's exactly where I think they are at. I don't know what we're yelling about. So, what happens? What happens when this special session comes and goes, and we don't have it done on abortion? Oh, it goes to January in the regular session, the budget session, which would now be dominated by this. You you know what the ads are going to be? All over the place in print and TV and radio? It's going to be this. You're going to turn Indiana into a ground zero. Now, I get the problem. If you pass something during the special session, you know how difficult it's going to be to go back and change something? It's going to be difficult because once it's done, people aren't going to want to bother with it again which is, of course, the unique point. This is a rough and tumble conversation. These are big, heavy subjects that the people haven't had to deal with because the Supreme Court took that opportunity away from the people. And there are some people thrilled by that. Well, this was not the time for the court to do this. When was the right time for the court to do this? Anytime the people get their rights back is the right time and a good time, I say yay. The subject may be ugly, but freedom's ugly. And this is what we got to do, folks. We got to have the ugly talk. That's what we have to do. How does Indiana want to address abortion in the state of Indiana? We have to answer that question and we have to let our elected representatives know. And we may very well disagree. But you have to let them know. You have to be involved. You have to get engaged. Not because I say so, but because you don't have a choice, baby. The overturning of Roe was the right decision. And in doing so, it returned to the people their rights. This is it. Now we got to make a decision. I would like for the Republicans to have this done in the special session because once it's done even if some people don't like it here and some people don't like it there i believe if it goes the nuanced conversation and this is how i believe hoosiers see it not necessarily how i see it how hoosiers see it they'll be like good glad that's done can we please never discuss that again it's like when certain people hear the word moist they just never want to hear it again just stop it tony it's enough that's how they feel about this subject so elected officials need to know uh, that, that Hoosiers will be pretty upset if this goes to the bigger uh, session, the regular session in January, and we're still discussing it. And, oh, Democratic Party, they're going to be upset with you, too. Because America wants the restrictions. America is not in favor of partial birth abortion or in the infanticide of former Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, Democrat. Now, I believe that you would find uh, more Hoosiers than, let's say, uh, nationwide who would favor a full-on ban. But I don't think you will find uh, a multiplicity or, or, or a plurality of Hoosiers who want a full ban. I don't believe that's the case.
in the end, this is what it takes to live in a republic. This is exactly it. Where government, in terms of the federal government, has its power, as it should, via Article 1, Section 8, but the Tenth Amendment is remembered. And the Tenth Amendment is practiced. The idea that anything that is not explicitly laid out as uh, being the the, the power of, of the federal government is left explicitly to the people or to the states. That is, without question, what you want. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Roe was a terrible decision. And honestly, if you disagree with me, that's fine. And, and you, can, you can go and you can protest it, you know, and scream about it and yell about it and create your TikToks and do whatever. It doesn't matter anymore. It's over. It's over. You got to deal with the new reality. And the new reality is what does the state of Indiana do? And are they prepared to do it in the days of this special session? It'd be better for Indiana if they did. But I don't believe they are. And I hope to be proven wrong. I just don't think I will be. I'm Tony Katz. So as we discussed earlier, the praying coach wins. Let me tell you, the court has made conservatives happy. Abortion, guns, and now this? A high school coach who lost his job for offering prayers after football games has been told, no, 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 it's, it's, uh, he, he's got the right to do it. The Constitution and the best of our traditions counsel mutual respect and tolerance, not censorship and suppression for religious and non-religious views alike. So there's a question about whether or not this is putting a, a dagger into the heart of the idea of separation of church and state. This is a private citizen engaged in prayer, and the school can't do anything about it. Sonia Sotomayor in the dissent, saying it elevates one individual's interest in personal religious exercise in the exact same time and place of that individual's choosing over society's interest in protecting the separation between church and state and eroding the protections for religious liberty for all. Man, the more I hear from Sonia Sotomayor, the less I like how did it stop anybody else from exercising their religion or not? It was after the game is over. You don't even have to stick around. You don't have to take part. By by seeing it out of the corner of your eye, you're affected? Man. Good decision. I like it. I'll have more on this in the weeks ahead. Elvis and Top Gun tying for the top film this week. That's that's kind of interesting. $30.5 million each. Elvis, which is the, the, the Baz Luhrmann, uh, a bi- is, it, is it a biopic? I always say it wrong. Biopic, biopic, same thing, same difference. 
Yeah, but 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 I've said biopic before, and you've gotten angry with me. Um, I've I for years thought it was biopic, but I'm starting to think it's biopic because that sounds a lot more like it makes sense. It does. It's it's totally gotta be biopic. But I I've said it wrong for years, and I don't I don't know I don't know what to do. It's it's like you know what? Um, I don't think it's not that I'm not proud. Of, I'm proud of it. I'm I'm not proud of it. It's just the way it goes. Just the way it goes. But it looks so good. It looks with, with Tom Hanks as as the colonel. Oh, it looks so incredibly good. Austin Butler plays uh, Elvis Presley. It's interesting that Top Gun is still making money. This thing's now over. Is it just over a billion dollars now? Yep. I mean, that's just that's just nuts. How well this movie's doing, and what makes it all the better is that Lightyear was a total disaster. What? It made like $200 million. Total flop. In comparison? In comparison to Top Gun? Well, then everything's a flop. This is the Toy Story franchise. This is massively popular. Sorry, are you think anybody's talking about Lightyear? They just they were more interested in woke than story. They didn't utilize Tim Allen because of his politics. And you've got Chris Evans yelling at fans that if they don't like it, they're stupid. Tim Allen's in a Disney Plus series they're making right now. It's not like they blackballed him. Didn't use him for this when he's the guy. And that's how people took it. Eh. Misstep on misstep on misstep on misstep. Now, I think you make a solid point. And by the way, do me a favor. Check the numbers. Check the numbers. Let's see how much uh, it, it made. Because I will say this, nobody's talking about it at all. They are talking about Elvis. They're still talking about Top Gun. No one's talking about something that should have people excited. It's at $152 million. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is Toy Story franchise and Disney. You, you, you can... You can you can call it not great. You don't have to call it a flop, but you don't have to call it great. Can you find out how much it costs to make that movie, by the way? Probably like $200 million. Okay. Okay. Not so good. It's been in theaters for two weeks. Give it a chance. Not so good. I think there's a story there. I really do. I really. Have you seen it yet? No, I'm waiting for it to come on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> you are just the worst. Uh, isn't a... Uh, um, Multiverse of Madness now on Disney Plus. Yeah, I already watched it. Yeah, but you watched it in the theaters, didn't you? And I watched it again when it came on Disney Plus. Has it gotten better? It's the. I mean, it's the same movie. Did I? I mean, it felt better not paying for it. Sure. You're already paying for it. No, you thought you thought that it was pretentious. Wasn't the word you thought it was just a. a too much exposition. I was like, oh, look at the fancy words from the Butler grad. Uh, I, too much exposition does sound like something I would say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a fine marvel movie it's not great it's standard i didn't love it i didn't hate it it was fine and you you didn't love it or hate it so much that you watched it again it's a marvel movie of course i'll be watching it a third time today oh good lord you just don't you have anything else to do like work on this show or something i you know i'm, I'm basically part-time part, half-time marvel movies half-time tony Katz. that's Unless you're writing reviews for the website, I don't see where I get any help from that. Oh, you think it's all about you? Uh, I, w I would like for some part of it to be about me, if you don't mind. Thank you very much. So egotistical. Light years a flop. Elvis with 30.5 million.
People want to be entertained and not lectured to. And they don't even want the perception of lecture. So in, in the case of, of, of Lightyear, where the movie wasn't allowed in some places because it had a same-sex kiss, no one cares if there are characters who are gay. No one. I shouldn't say no one. But let's talk about in the main, no one. If you added the character to prove a point, well, then you're not helping the movie. What helps the movie? What helps the story? If it doesn't help the story, what's the point? I'm a big fan of the television show, How I Met Your Mother. I don't know if you ever watched it or not. I mean, it has been on for a while. It ran in uh, late 2000s and then through like 2012 or 2013. uh, Nine seasons. And that show was brilliantly constructed and beautifully done. Their work with flashbacks, their work with the inside joke, their work with connecting with the audience and and everybody being in on it, while also being funny and touching and dirty. I mean, it was a dirty show. Uh, excellent, really and truly excellent um, in terms of in terms of craftsmanship. Uh, that that show had a lot of moving parts. Something special. But that show had something else. A fair amount of episodes that meant absolutely nothing to the plot. Now, sometimes those episodes were funny. Sometimes those episodes gave us just a little more connection to the characters. But some of those episodes were clearly fillers. They were absolutely, positively unnecessary. I don't mind such a thing. I'm I'm totally fine with it just for the sake of of, of entertainment. But you could have done away with the unnecessary episodes and still had a great, great show. It might have gone seven seasons instead of nine seasons. If you're adding characters just to show, look at us, you're hurting the movie. You're hurting the show. You're hurting the thing. And I wish people wouldn't do that. Tell the stories you want to tell with the characters you want to tell them with. If you take a look at Iron Man, and you take a look at Tony Stark and Pepper Potts, the truth is their love story, I would argue, is not as valuable or as important as... The story of def- uh, of defeating Thanos. I don't argue that doesn't add a little something, but I don't think it adds enough. If if uh, Hulk, instead of uh, mourning the loss of of Black Widow, by the way, am I doing any spoilers? Uh, if he was lamenting the loss of name uh, of of, of uh, the, the, the Falcon. Let's say the Falcon got killed. Um, would, would it be any less... Would, there, would something be missing from the story? Even, even if they had written some level of tension between the two of a <laughs> variety. The story is what mattered. And by the way, we should be clear. In uh, uh, Endgame... Um, you could have written out the Hulk completely and nobody would have noticed. 
What are you talking about? Would it, would it would not have mattered. And somebody else, Thor could have done the snap. It didn't even matter. I can't even get into that right now. It, dude, if you go through the movie and you eliminate Hulk, nobody would miss him. Oh, my. I'm, you know what? I'm not missing you in this talk right now. This is terrible. Final fight scene. Okay, first of all, they don't even have Hulk looking bigger uh, because he's now Professor Hulk or whatever he is. He isn't out there doing smash. He, he, he's barely in the fight. Oh my, this is a three-year-old movie. Why are you just now bringing all this up? Your grievances. I, I have been holding on to this for years. You needed, you needed to talk to somebody about this. I needed to process. That's what I needed. But sometimes this happens. They're throwing in characters just to throw in characters. Speaking of characters that just get thrown in, I want to share with you why you should never have any shame. Never have any shame, producer Ari. No, this is that good advice. You're Jussie Smollett. Jussie Smollett showed up at the BET Awards. He showed up on the red carpet, people taking pictures of him. At the BET Awards. Why is he there? Because he's got a movie that he has directed that will be on BET Plus. It's called B-Boy Blues. This has always been the plan to expand my empire, so to speak. To expand the level of what I want to do, I got to direct multiple episodes of the show as well as my music videos. I directed all of them. This is the guy who, of course, lied about being attacked in the streets of Chicago, claimed that two white guys put a noose on him and bleach on him, said this is MAGA country. When none of that happened, he's a liar. Everybody knows he's a liar. People protected him because they're bigots and said, how dare you accuse a black man of this, that, or the other? It has to be true when you knew he was a liar because you said that color of skin is more important than the truth. That happened in America. He goes to jail for lying. Although he only spent like six days in jail. I forgot the reason. And then he states while he's on the red carpet to be able to usher in just a new generation of artists, of actors, of this amazing talent that's out there that has so much to tell you. That's what's feeding me. Is anybody looking at Jussie Smollett? A guy who cost the Chicago Police Department millions? Does anybody think that he's ushering in the next generation of talent? No shame at all. None. Zero. It's unbelievable. He is... This guy will have a career again. They let him on the red carpet. This guy is going to have a this guy will have a career again before Will Smith. This is insane. And he's out there smiling. Yeah, I'm great. Yeah, I'm wonderful. You don't understand. I'm an artist. He he's he's like a poor man's Kanye. Except Kanye might be crazy, but he can actually produce the music. No shame. I I I can't state it enough. That's the lesson. Whatever you did, doesn't matter. Keep moving forward. That's what he's teaching right here. Oh, good Lord. The BET Awards, they allowed him on the red carpet. He'll be acting again. Just watch. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.
Now, in case you didn't know, uh, producer Ari is a super huge Jody Sweeten fan. Who? Full House? Fuller House? Nah, never watched it. One of the Tanner kids? Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he claims he, he never watched it. Oh, he's watched some Jody Sweeten. He, he most certainly has. And Jody Sweeten is in the news all over your social media feeds because with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, she's out there in California on the 101 trying to block traffic. And she got into a uh, what, what we'll call a fracas with the cops, and she got pushed to the ground. And people are like, how dare you? And we need to review the policies of the LAPD. Listen to me carefully. You're blocking traffic on the 101. The 101, um, we would describe as a uh, busy uh, freeway. Ventura Freeway, I believe, from my time in Los Angeles. And if you're blocking it, you should just expect to get run over. That cops were there trying to stop you and you got pushed, you got off easy. Because nobody should try and stop you, and the 101 should do to you what it does to the asphalt and just run right over it. You oppose the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I don't stop you from doing such a thing. You can oppose it all you like, all you wish, all you want. You're just not allowed to block traffic. No one cares. The people who are trying to get to their, well, destination, they're not interested in in your free speech. They're not interested in your right to protest. They're not telling you to not to, but it doesn't involve in, you know, bringing them along. Your right to protest doesn't mean I have to go along with it. I would rather not go along with it. I would rather not be a part of it. When you block traffic, you're telling me I somehow have to buy into your crazy. No, screw you. Leave us alone. So Jody Sweeten, uh, Ari's, uh, Ari's crush. Apparently. Um, uh, Jody Sweeten gets knocked to the ground. It's a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Don't block traffic. That's all there is to it. But it's the Speaker Pelosi story. That's got every. If you haven't seen the video, you have to, because we should be clear. Uh, Nancy Pelosi pushed a kid. Myra Flores wins the special election. Uh, she's a Republican in Texas. She becomes a member of Congress. She'll be a member of Congress for, for just a few months. But it was a special election, and she wins. And they go to D.C., and she's being sworn in. And her kids are there. A couple young kids, young girls, one older than the other. So there's Speaker Pelosi, and then I think it's the husband of Myra Flores, and then, and then Representative Flores. And, and, and Speaker Pelosi is, is separated from Myra Flores by her husband. And then to Pelosi's right are these two kids. Well, Pelosi is saying something, and she's talking with her right hand, and she brings her right arm down. And looks and sees the kid and with her elbow physically moves the older kid who's still shorter than than Speaker Pelosi. Elbows moves her. Doesn't say, oh, excuse me, honey. Doesn't say, hey, aren't you having fun? Physically elbows her out of the way. That's, That's her. That is Speaker Pelosi. Yeah, if you have not seen that, on your social media feeds. I, I, I will have it on the Locals page. I will have it on the Facebook page. It's, it's must watch.
Because she's going to tell you how this one's rude and that one's rude and the other one's rude. You got to see it. You got to, what would make you push a kid? You know, if you, if, if you were moving your hand and you hit a kid, you'd be like, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. You look directly down at the kid and you're like, yeah, I got this. That's that's what happened. You look directly at the kid and we're like, screw him. Bam! The people's elbow. The speaker's elbow right to the head. What are you going to do? People get... People don't know how to act anymore. Don't know how to act anymore. Something else. Find everything at TonyCats.com, which this week is moving over to Locals. If you know how to use Facebook, you know how to use Locals. And it's free, or you can subscribe. It's totally up to you, my good people. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.